When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network 95.7 The Game. It's Mark Grandy. You can follow him on social at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. I'm Evan Giddings. You can follow me on social at egiddings10. Please download, rate, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. Okay, Mark. Well, well, looking at the kind of the next step of this is sort of the the holes for the 49ers and and sort of the the things that they need to address at this point. And and to me, there are three areas of need that are not necessarily insignificant, but will go from biggest to smallest, in my opinion. Uh, number one, right tackle. Mike McGlinchey yeah. left a massive hole that I think Colton McKivitz is going to be the guy to fill. Uh, but I would love to see them either through the draft and they have 11 picks in this upcoming draft or but potentially getting a backup lineman on the cheap to be able to address that hole specifically that Mike McGlinchey left. Um, I also think defensive end at this point right now up in the air and who knows, maybe Drake Jackson gets the other spot opposite Nick Bosa. Maybe you move Eric Armstead from the interior back to the outside to his sort of natural position from before. Uh, we will see, but I think that there is a little bit of a hole there. And then uh, to me, the nickelback position, kind of that, that third corner spot as left by, you know, Emmanuel Mosley's departure. Now you mentioned Diamador Lenore might have to move back to the outside. That leaves a, a third corner spot to me open at this point. I think they'll be able to find a secondary corner much easier perhaps than finding a guy who can play in the slot and maybe also uh, move up outside the box. So to me, those are the three kind of holes that I see for the 49ers. I'm 100% with you at right tackle. I think that's the biggest area of need, and it's not particularly close for me. I get the sense Colton McKivitz will be the week one starter. I know you just said that. I agree with you. Um, They have some depth on the interior of the offensive line, Evan. Um, You know, the, the starters on the interior, it seems like will be the same as last year from left to right. Uh, left guard, center, and uh, and then right guard, Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, and Spencer Burford. Brendel was re-signed, so he's going to be back. I would imagine he'll be the starting center once again. Banks and Burford, both young on rookie contracts. I would be shocked if they're not starters. Uh, only thing that would put that in jeopardy to me would, would be health. Um, behind those guys, I mean, Jalen Moore, Jason Poe, th- there are a few others as well some young guys that haven't done enough yet to earn some time. Um, but they certainly need depth at the tackle position because there's not a lot behind Colton McKivitz. And I, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Niner fans out there who aren't too thrilled with the idea of Colton McKivitz being a starter at right tackle. Think back two seasons ago uh, when 
uh, when Trent Williams went down with the injury and, and he missed some games late in the year and, and had to come out of that NFC title game against the Rams. Uh, Colton McKivitz came in. There were injuries to Mike McGlinchey uh, as well. He saw he saw some run there. So he it's not like we haven't seen him on the field before. It, it hasn't been fantastic, um, but it hasn't been bad either. So it's certainly an option, but we will see what they do there. I'm with you on the other areas of needs. There is one that does stick out and it is, I don't know, something you can, you can kind of brush off perhaps, but they don't have a kicker on roster right now, Evan. <laughs> they got to figure that out. I, we talked a, a little bit about it. I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago, uh, kind of the, the back and forth between John Lynch and Robbie gold. Maybe it's just negotiations on both sides. Not sure. Regardless of what it is, they either have to agree to terms with Robbie gold, or they have to find someone else. Uh, and the kicking market is kind of a strange market in free agency. Maybe they go out and get someone in the draft, but are you comfortable having a, a rookie kicker potentially trying to kick a game-winning field goal for you in a playoff game? I don't know. Uh, that's going to be uh, an area they have to address in free agency or in the draft. Maybe it's not Robbie Gold. Maybe he's out of their price range. Uh, we will see. But I would add that position uh, to the ones you listed. Yeah, no, I, look, hey, that's one that kind of goes under the radar, uh, which I, I honestly didn't think too much about, but you're absolutely right. Look, yeah, I, I think that that's kind of what Robbie Gold has has done in a way is like desensitized yeah. myself personally to the kicking position and not having thought about it just because you can pencil them in and pencil in 90% of kicks and pretty much automatic inside of 40, uh, especially in the playoffs. But, I mean, guys right now that, that are in the market, um, Brent Maher is a name that comes up. I know he became a little infamous down the stretch of the season for not being able to hit an extra point, but was actually pretty good. If you look at his entire season, uh, Matt Prater, I mean, Greg Zerline, Mason Crosby, Randy Bullock. Like, I, I, I don't know if these are, are names of guys that they're legitimately considering or if Robbie Gold is playing possum. I, I think that Gold is a guy that is trying to maximize whatever's left in his career and is trying to get as much money as possible. And I don't know if the 49ers are going to be willing to pay, you know, a little, maybe it's an extra $2 million a year for a kicker. I, I think they should. But if you decide when you start cutting things down that, you know, we need to put this money here in the, in the, the second corner spot, or we need to put this money in a backup offensive lineman. Like, I, I guess if you had to choose between a kicker and a backup tackle, I, I don't know how they'd slice that, but I feel like Robbie Gold is going to be very much missed if he's not on this team. I do know that. You're right. Uh, something that I think is worth mentioning, Robbie Gold has made it known his goal is to make the Hall of Fame. Um, and it's difficult to make the Hall of Fame as a kicker. How do you do it as a kicker? You have to make game-winning kicks in playoff games, not, not necessarily game-winning, but huge kicks in playoff games and in the Super Bowl. So I think something that's front of mind for Robbie Gold is I need to go somewhere that has a chance to win a Super Bowl. I'm not necessarily saying that that only limits his choices to the 49ers, but I think it severely limits where he feels like he should go. And the Niners are still on that list. So his comments, you know, around the combine after John Lynch, you know, said, yeah, we're looking at the, the kicker market. And he was like, yeah, I expect to be kicking elsewhere. Uh, I don't think he's set on leaving the 49ers. I think it is negotiation tactics. I think he would love to be back with the 49ers if the money was right. That is the question. You're right on it. It's, it's a question of where do they want to put 
the little money that they have left, do they want to use it on a solid kicker who is 40 years old now? Do they want to use it on a backup tackle? Who knows? But I will say, I, I, I do not think Robbie Gold is sold on, you know, going elsewhere. I, I think it's still totally up in the air, and we will find out. Um, but yes, you're right. The the money is is the question here. There's there's really nothing else for the 49ers to consider at this point, other than how much they want to pay Robbie Gold, and then if if there is uh, a, a disagreement there, then they go solve it elsewhere. But I I think that they're hard pressed to maybe figure this out with Robbie Gold first. Yeah, and I think the kicking position, as crazy as it sounds, it's like it's less addressable with the draft than any of the other three positions that we talked about. So whether it's right tackle or you know offensive line, DBs, potentially even a safety, um, you know, or the the defensive line, the defensive end spot, all of those positions are, I guess, a little more easily replenishable through the draft. And especially with the kind of help you have at all of those spots on the other side, I know we're, we're pretty much talking about secondary positions opposite the number one outside of right tackle. And <laughs> even though Colton McKivitz is, is someone that I don't necessarily trust, um, I, I do think that the 49ers will will find a way to figure it out. I mean, they, they have generally in the offensive line and, and maybe they draft kind of the, uh, like a, a tackle and waiting. I know they have... <laughs> 17 third round picks it feels like um and so you might be able to find a good offensive lineman there might be able to use some of your draft picks to trade up into the second round or maybe even further if you really want to stretch and try and reach for an offensive lineman that can help you out uh but i'm with you that that the kicker is is something you can't really replace as easily um and so i'll be interested to see what they do in the draft which is you know Kind of, kind of approaching as we felt like after the season for agency felt like it was far off and here we are. And now the draft is you know, coming up and it feels far off, but it'll be here before you know it. And the 49ers will have some decisions to make. Yeah, I think maybe the other uh, under the radar position, other under the radar acquisition for the 49ers is the third tight end. They only have two tight ends on the roster right now. Kittle and Warner, uh, Tyler Croft, Ross Dwelly are free agents. Doesn't mean they're not coming back. Uh, one of them potentially, I don't know. Uh, but Kittle and Warner are the only two guys under contract for next season. And the Niners, they run a lot of two tight end sets. They need three tight ends that they trust to block at the very least. Not necessarily great pass catchers. Of course, Kittle is the outlier there. He's fantastic at everything. But Charlie Warner and whoever the third tight end is, uh, they they got to be solid you know, in the run game. Uh, and protecting the quarterback, you know, at times as well. So that's that's also one spot to keep an eye on because the Niners, I guarantee you, will not go into the season with only two tight ends. They need a third, probably need another on the practice squad. Uh, we'll see who they do get to do that. That could be through the draft as well, or, or it could be a, a relative unknown later in, in the free agency period. But uh, we'll see on that one as well. Yeah, there's also like I think there's some free agents. You mentioned Dwelly and Croft of guys that are available that could potentially be brought back. There are some other 49ers free agents that that are still available that they might be able to bring back, which could help with that. And I'll look in at the defensive line and and I don't know if it's Jordan Willis, who's a defensive end that could help out, who would, you know, was all right in certain spots this year. Kerry Hyder Jr. Um, you know, at the DB spot, I don't know if they'd be willing to take a flyer again on Jason Verrett. Uh, but, but Dante Johnson is a free agent at this point. 
Um, I don't know how they feel about Ambry Thomas. You know, it, it's like they, there are, I guess, guys from their own pool they could try and bring back. Um, and, and a few of them, I, I think they will. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those tight ends you mentioned was back on the roster next year, um, even though people don't like Tyler Croft because of the NFC Championship game. I wouldn't be surprised to see him resign. Um, so, so we'll see, Mark. It's, it's interesting for sure. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, about, uh, oh, Dante Johnson is the name that you came, you brought up. I would not be shocked if he somehow finds his way back to the Niners because I feel like he has been signed and released and signed and let go <laughs> and signed like 50 times by the 49ers in his career. Uh, he's the guy that they just can't quite get rid of. They, they feel like they, they got their defensive back room good enough to where they, they don't need Dante Johnson. And then a bunch of injuries happen. And then guess who's back? Dante Johnson. So I would not be shocked if he finds his way uh, to another contract with the 49ers.